0: Hi friends! Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel
1: Bible Church. We love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in our church community. We are so glad that you're here. If you want
0: someone to smile and laugh with you, call Wendy Lyon. You cannot help but catch some of her infectious joy. You may be surprised by her story though. Her positivity is not a result of having lived an easy life, but a result of being gripped by a God who has been and is her treasured friend. Enjoy Camille's conversation with Wendy.
1: Hi, and welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. Um, I have a very distinct joy of having Wendy Lyon back on the podcast today. Um, I know that um, we all get to see Wendy at different things, doing announcements and Women in the Word stuff, Um, but it's a a true delight to be able to just sit and visit with her. Um, So today we're going to hear part of Wendy's story, and I hope that you will be encouraged by it. I know I will be. Um, But before we jump in, Wendy... What's the small thing that's brought you joy recently?
0: Okay, this is easy. Um, I love Saturday morning so much. It's the only morning I get to sleep in, which is sleeping in at our house is, you know, 7.30, something like that. Thanks. So, um, yeah. (laughs) And um, my husband has taken up some mountain biking, and so he leaves in the morning to go. So it's just Evie and I, my youngest, and she crawls in bed with me, and she doesn't really talk to me very much except tell me how bad my breath stinks sometimes, oh. which is super enlightening. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she just sings songs and we just hang out together and it's the best. It, I love it. It's the best day of the week.
1: I that love it so much. sweetest, yeah. Wendy. Yes. It brings me great joy. That brings She's me fun. joy thinking about that. I yeah. would just love to be snuggled up with somebody. Somebody snuggled up to me this morning and told me my skin smelled so nice, even though it really did not. It oh. probably <laughs> smelled real bad. But. It's better than your... Being told your <laughs> your best stuff. stinks, yeah, yeah. Evie will tell you exactly
0: what's on her mind, and so mm-hmm.
1: we get, yeah. You should never know, yeah, you yeah. Never know what's good, but it's still
0: a sweet moment. It is so sweet and so fun, and she's happy, and I'm happy, and it's just a, mm. yeah. Just I love that. we have no schedule. It's great,
1: good. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Wendy. Yeah, what a sweet, sweet thing. Yeah. Well, I know that um, some of you might have heard Wendy's story before. This was my first time to hear Wendy's story. So um, I'm excited um, for her to share that with us today. But Wendy, tell me uh, when you became a believer. Love to hear that.
0: You know, I have known Christ my entire life. So my testimony isn't life before Christ. I don't know what that's like. Um, Mine would be... Uh, a lot about how He's changed me. I've mm-hmm. lived a long life with Him, and I really wrestled with God and with questioning some of my beliefs as I walked with Him um, because my life didn't turn out the way I had planned in my er- earlier years. And really, I mean, does anybody's life turn no oh, the way we plan?
1: No, and thank <laughs> goodness mine didn't turn out the way I planned it. It would have been uh, yeah. filled with ridiculous things. Yeah.
0: But. <laughs> yeah, but the best plan was just for me I am just so grateful. Uh, my mom introduced me to Jesus Christ at a, a young age through Good News Club in our neighborhood, and that's how I accepted Christ. And man, I am so grateful mm-hmm. because I couldn't have made it through yeah. life without Him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through Good News Club, I asked Him to accept Him in, in my heart, and mm-hmm. that's what we called it at that time. Yep. Uh, place my faith in Christ. And um, yeah, I lived in Houston. My entire family lived in Houston. And we moved it to several different areas in Houston. My dad was a pastor of Bible churches. Mm -hmm. And so we'd move to a startup church and would get it going. And then he would pastor there. And then he'd move to another small startup church and pastor there. And it kind of evolved into what he called it a church planting ministry, helping planting churches in the Houston area. So we moved a whole lot. I went to eight different schools in kindergarten through sixth grade. So, oh my goodness! Yes, so that means that's I started a, a like second grade. I think I, I went to one school for the first semester and a different school for the second semester. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of transitioning. It was a lot of transitioning. Wow, yeah. So, but the churches we were in became um, were my friends and mm-hmm. my family, and and I didn't really have a huge problem. It was sad to leave friends, but yeah. Um, it was okay. We, my sisters and I have three younger sisters, and we made friends pretty quick. Yeah. Um, our final move was to Austin and a small Bible church that needed a pastor. Uh, it was in the college town, UT. Mm-hmm. And so lots of young couples who were students or graduate students had started a church, and there were just about 12 of them, and they were looking for someone to All pastor that. their church. That's and so church, yeah, we ended up there. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the first time we had communion, mm-hmm. and they used real wine. And so the other churches, we had grape juice. So our, all I remember, my mom <laughs> last, We, I <laughs> sipped it, and I just basically had to almost spit it out. Oh and no. I was looking around, and they're all praying and serious, <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out what to do with this wine. Gagging I, on this yeah. sour wine. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So Austin um, is very, very different from Houston. I would imagine that was kind of a different setting in which to grow up. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. This church was so different. Um, many of our churches in Houston, in fact, all of them, we it was more traditional. My dad would call up the kids to the front of the church and we have the little children's hour, little mm-hmm. children's, children's lesson. Yeah. huh. And go back to our seats, we sang 100% hymns, mm-hmm. um, and I love hymns to this day. It's um, instilled a great love for hymns. They have great, deep, yeah. rich um, mm-hmm. songs. But this church in Austin was completely different, um, and it was in the 70s. And so if any of you have seen Jesus Revolution, have you seen Jesus Revolution? I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Okay. That is exactly what our church looked like. It was the long dresses, the flip-flops, the long straight hair. Mm -hmm. The guys had long hair. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Um, We didn't sing hymns. There were many, many students who had musical talent. and Oh, yeah. They had a different brand of music. And Mm -hmm. so we had our own little uh, music uh, book that had... Songs that they wrote, but I will say ninety percent of those songs were written from from scripture. We were never cool, yeah, hurting for guitarists or who, whatever. Someone would always stand up and say, "We're going to sing Psalm sixty three today," and here's the. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot of scripture from uh, that church, and it it was great. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we had all these. 70s groups come in and do concerts, and um, so cool. that were mentioned in the movie. So it was really fun for me to watch it because I that's thought, so cool. Oh, I, I know who they are. So that was uh, really fun, and we became really close with a lot of the couples there. And mm-hmm. as you know, in a in a startup churches, you do everything. You oh yeah, clean. Yes. You set up chairs. <clears throat> you I was always my sisters and I were always rocking babies or yep. helping with the nursery and. Even teaching Sunday school, I was young, and I'm sure I was a terrible teacher. Teacher, but I I did my best. I I stole some flannel graph. Thank goodness for those (gasps) flannels. Does anybody even know what flannel graph is? I do.
1: I have vivid (laughs) memories of like feeling that texture of that. Like,
0: yep, yeah. You just stick them on there, and I go, okay. There's, you know, there's Mm -hmm. Noah. I can talk. I know the story. So, um, I had an opportunity to um, get to know a lot of the children of these couples were having babies and babysit for them, and we became really close. My mom hosted all the things, potlucks, uh, wedding showers, baby showers, small groups we had at our house. Um, And it was so funny because before, small groups were pretty structured. and They would just bring their guitars and break out in song at at our house. And we would just start singing. Oh, yeah. It was like a a um, (laughs) campfire moment at our house all the time. I
1: loved it. That's such so, a, That's an interesting way to grow up, to have that. like It was. Your home base, kind of the home base for your church.
0: It was. It was really fun. We had a building, but very much mm-hmm. in our home. Yeah. And so um, it was a really, really sweet time.
1: And that really, yeah. like, that was your family. Like, that yeah. was your family. hmm mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Um, I thought it was great. I went to even though I went to all those schools, I went to some public, some private Christian schools. In Austin, I ended up in a um, really strict Christian school and had made some really close friends there. So mm-hmm. I was, we were in a pretty good place for mm. several years. And, um, you know, we did some real cutting edge things there.
1: I know we had talked about a movie that we had both seen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. This Once you've seen this movie, you won't ever, ever forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Thief in the Night is a 70s movie. <laughs> and I know you and I laughed about oh it, but
0: goodness. it's terrifying. It's, it's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> terrifying. If you haven't seen it, it'll scare you into heaven. So we... <laughs> it, it, yeah, basically there's three yeah. girls and one's a strong believer, one's on the fence, the other one is... Pretty anti God mm-hmm. and doesn't believe. Think it's all. Thinks it's all Christianity's all hokey. Yeah. The Rapture comes. The Rapture being when Jesus,
1: mm-hmm. when God comes, comes and takes
0: everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see a man sleeping in bed with his wife, and she wakes up and he's not there. Mm-hmm. And a little girl is walking around, and she's walks in the house and um, talks to her mom, and she's swooped up to heaven, and she's still there, and then. Uh, lawnmowers going without someone yes. pushing them. And it is scary. And so, um, you know, obviously the assurance of salvation was not strong in my sister or my heart. We would always bow down on our knees and ask Jesus oh into goodness. our heart probably 20 times after yep. seeing that movie. But mm-hmm. um, it's very 70s. They had the long, yes. pointy collars and the bell bottoms, mm-hmm. low quality. But if you want a good, fun laugh and oh, yeah. watch an old Christian movie, Yep, turn it on. I think it's still on. To be convicted of sin in your life. (laughs) But
1: that's the movie you want to watch.
0: I know. know. It's pretty scary. It shows the whole, what is it like um, after Jesus comes? Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was about 11 or 12, I guess, uh, my dad was gone more and more. He just wasn't around much. And... We had def. I had noticed some some different things happening in our home. The way mm-hmm. my parents were relating to one another. He wasn't there. He wasn't engaged. He had never been super engaged, but it was less and less. Yeah. Um and then some of these core couples that we loved and I was close to and been on retreats with were leaving our church and they weren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what is going on? Yeah. Where where are they going? Something's not right. Mm-hmm. Is it something we did? Is it something our, you know, my dad's teaching? What is going on? And they had all said he was a dynamics uh teacher and they had grown a lot through his teaching. So I really didn't understand anything yeah. and no one talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but my dad's behavior at home also became more erratic, mm-hmm. uh, real angry. Um became eventually somewhat violent, um, there was something going on. I yeah. just didn't know what it was. I was super confused by it. Um, and this went on for about two years where he was angry at home and disappeared for days. Um, and so the only time I saw him sometimes was preaching in church. Wow. And then I thought, okay, I guess I won't see him again for another week. Wow. So, um. There's That's a long story. I could do a whole podcast on that. So mm-hmm. to uh, move along, he's, he had another life, and yeah. that's when his life, he kept in the dark, was brought to light. Mm. And we learned my dad had been unfaithful to our family mm-hmm. for years. Wow. Um, he also had a growing drug addiction uh, that started when he was playing football in high school. He had taken some painkillers and... Mm-hmm. He had taken these off and on to help with pain, but um, it, it had grown into harder and harder drugs, and it completely changed who he was. Right. Um, staying up all hours of the night, sleeping during the day. Um, so um, I learned that all those moves that were starting churches, we sent out family letters to support and... Um, about starting these new churches, and I learned a lot of those moves were to escape being found out. People were starting to get to know him a little mm-hmm. better, and he, he, he would up and move. That's how he'd avoid it. it a flight. Okay, wow. we're going to move and start a new church. Right. So at that <clears> time, I thought it, you know, in my young mind, we thought we were, had a family ministry together right. that God was directing, but it really he was running from Something and he took harder and harder drugs that he to um, overcome the guilt to deal with the guilt
1: absolutely because there
0: was a heavy load of guilt and I think it was just a center battle right with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me personally, it was uh, devastating. I couldn't even begin to explain the depth of shame and humiliation and the loss I felt. Um, It's completely humiliating when. Just you get found out. I mean, our elder board found out and confronted him, and he had to step down, and he was dismissed from church. And you know, we didn't feel like we could stay there either, yeah, Um, because it was just it was just weird. And um, many of the people we loved had left. They still had a strong body there, Mm -hmm. Um, but as a child growing up in that and having to deal with
1: that, Mm -hmm. it was really. Uh, really confusing oh, time sure. for me. Yeah. Because the the picture that even you've just painted right here talking today is, I mean, it's almost idyllic, mm-hmm. you know, being so close with your church body and mm-hmm. having that family ministry, like you said, that you mm-hmm. thought it was. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden to find out that even at its like most convincingly ministerial purposes were really just a ruse mm-hmm. to try and escape yeah, the the consequences of sin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it would be easy to say, okay, so if my whole story was a lie or and this isn't true, well maybe God isn't. I mean, is that true? And I did go through that yeah. a little bit, but I knew in my heart that that God's word was true. I don't I I knew that he lived. I knew those truths that I learned In church, and the verses I memorized came back to teach me, and Mm -hmm. I held on to him. Um, I thought, okay, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to, I mean, I just bolt like a bulldozer. I'm going to make it through this. Mm -hmm. Um, God's going to help me make this through this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, (laughs) we ended up um, following some of the couples that moved to a different church. So we thought, we'll just go to that church and be with some of those couples, yeah. and at least it's somebody we know, and we end right. up sitting in the back and, mm. of church. And there were some blessings from that, and, and I love that God worked through those, those people that they just didn't let us go. Yeah. So I joined the youth group. I was probably in ninth grade, and I joined this really tiny youth group at this new church that they had gone to in Austin. And one of one of the couples from our old church where the youth group decided to do the youth group there. Mm-hmm. And um, God just really blessed me to help me feel included because I was just so ashamed of, yeah. I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want, and people knew there. It was yeah. just embarrassing. And um, I was really struggling inside, but God just kept reaching out to me through these people. Um, they asked me to babysit their kids. So I was able to have jobs and and make money mm-hmm. um, because eventually my parents ended up getting divorced. And so yep. mom had to go to back to work full time and um, all of us ended up working somewhere. So I, I was babysitting all the time. Um, I would get an anonymous... Um, donation to cover a ski trip, like when the youth group went on a ski trip, oh, someone wow. would anonymous... I mean, the only way I learned to ski was because I was able to go for free on a ski trip mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. And I remember one time, Gail, one of our youth leaders from our old church, and her husband was one of the singers that would come oh, over yeah. and sing songs. Um we were on this ski trip, and I didn't know that ski resorts had hot tubs. Like that was a thing. You go skiing, and then you sit in the hot tub with the girls. And I didn't hang know out. that until today, Wendy. Until you told me that just now. <laughs> we aren't big time skiers. Right?
1: Uh, no. Yeah, 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 I guess yeah. that's what you do. I guess so. I wouldn't have known that in high school either. So it's yeah, in high yeah. school I didn't know that. Yeah. So everybody had brought their swimsuit. So oh, well,
0: goodness. I was just sitting there going, I don't have a swimsuit. So Gil goes, Wendy, I'm going to take you to the gift shop. And, you know, they're so much more expensive there. And she took me to the gift shop and bought me a swimsuit so that I would feel included and I could be a part. And those things just really... They matter. They matter. Yeah. They really matter, especially when you're so insecure. Mm -hmm. I had such a low confidence, such a low self-esteem at that time, just so much shame. And um, just having someone reach out to me and showing such great kindness to notice me was... Truly a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, Gail also led a Bible study of girls in that youth group, and I just didn't have a way to get there, but I wanted to be a part. I just Aww. wanted to. I just wanted friends that yeah. were Christians that I could that would lift me up. And she w- We were out of her way, and for about a year, she would come and pick me up and bring me to Bible study, oh, wow. and it was the kindest thing. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk in the car and go to um, Bible study, and um, it was it was really a blessing. A blessing to me.
1: Yeah. At a time so, where you've had like so much chaos and things are not stable. Like right. having an opportunity every week or every so often to just have a normal conversation. Right. And a steady, reliable somebody and a group to meet with. Yeah. Would be a world of difference. I it
0: did. It made a huge difference. It just lifted me up. And um so moving Past my ninth grade year, things just got so much worse in my house. And some of the youth leaders, you know, they uh, those families started having kids or kids started growing up, so they got busy. Some moved away, Mm -hmm. and um, I got busy in high school and working. And um, you know, I just I just grew apart from Mm -hmm. some of them and. Uh, I tried to make it work, but sometimes I just couldn't fit it in our yeah. schedule, and we were all sharing one car as my sisters were, sisters were getting older. Yeah. And I was just mad. I don't feel like yep. I fit in anywhere. And I know a lot of teens feel like that. Um, I was one of those. Um, and the ache in my heart of just this life of, um, you know, on weekends, I don't know if I mentioned this, but, um, you know, we had lots of changes. Like I said, my parents were starting to go through a divorce. But before that, um my dad had started forging um committing forgery to get drugs and mm-hmm. doing some things speeding all kinds of things while he was on drugs, which is so hard to believe he'd gone this far down the tubes. but yeah. um he'd get arrested for those things and go to jail. So he was in and out of jail all mm-hmm. through my high school years. And so my mom was so faithful before finalizing this divorce. She just kept holding on and holding on. Um, we would spend our weekends at the jail cell, and there would be, you know, here was my dad, this who used to be a pastor, and now he's in this orange suit sitting behind a plastic screen, and there's a speaker. And so us girls would sit there with my mom, and he mm-hmm. would talk. Wow totally different world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. My sister and I were at that age. We were about 16, 17. We were noticing boys. And so where are you going to notice boys when you're just going and visiting jail cell? Well, uh-huh. maybe at jail. <laughs> 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 we're goodness. sitting there and we're bored and we're on the side and... <laughs> Just watching the kids getting processed through oh there, and goodness. getting their fingerprints, and one time my sister Jody hits me and smash. She goes, "Look at that guy! Look <gasps> at him! He's so cute!" And I was <gasps> like, "Yeah, he's cute. Maybe, he's, maybe he's just got in trouble for littering, or you know, maybe he's a first-time offender DUI or something. Else. He can get past oh that, goodness. and and um, I can
1: overlook that.
0: I can overlook what. What's the worst we can overlook? Because oh he sure goodness. is cute. Yeah." And mm. not the best place to, you know, pick up guys. But yeah. we were just, you know, that was our scenery at that time. And yep. so um, that was, I. they overheard us. My dad kind of gave us a look like, uh-uh. And my, that was the last time we got to go,
1: mm-hmm. you know, visit my Your mom my put dad. an end to yeah, that. We she was like, we're company. not doing this. Yeah, we're not
0: doing this anymore. I think she went by herself. I don't think we were support. We were, just caused her more worry. So, um Anyway, that was um, it. Was a crazy, crazy time. I didn't know <clears throat> what to do with it. Um, so when my parents got divorced, as you know, you need visit, go, you have visitation. So you go with your dad, your one parent, and then you go stay at home with the other parent. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad was on parole almost all the time when we were visiting him. So I never wanted to go anywhere in public, but yeah. we wanted to go. He'd always wear that little ankle bracelet. It was pretty oh, yeah. obvious. Yeah. So It's not little, it's big. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So anywhere we went, he'd have that on. And then I got to, where, to a point where I thought, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. This is my dad. This is my life. This is how it is. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to do what we want to do. Um, yeah. So it I don't know what you would call that, making me a little stronger and just accepting our situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just the way it was. And I
1: didn't think things were going to get better. I kind of gave up hope. Yeah. Um, Would you say like, were you still like walking with the Lord, pursuing the Lord? like, Or were you at the point where you were like, you know what? I might be done with this. That
0: is a good question because, yeah, um, I was still hanging on. But then I got to a point where um, I just talked to God at night, and I would say, I don't get this at all. Um, I was mad. Yeah. I was mad at God. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't get scripture anymore. Um, You say to honor your father, and I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, I know you're good, but this isn't what I call good. This Mm -hmm. was not how I wanted my life to be. I did all the things that I thought we should be doing. I was memorizing scripture. It was all based on, you know, here are my works. Here's what I've done. Here's, you know, why aren't you blessing this? Um, Mm -hmm. this is not what a Christian family looks like. Right. So I thought my family looks like a mess, um... I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I, if someone asked, I would just say I'm a survivor. I'm just trying to survive to the next day. I, the whole spiritual gift thing was like not even exist. I, yeah, I couldn't go there. Yeah. I just had to get through each day. Um, so and I even told him. I think I said this in a podcast about being lukewarm one time. Oh, yes. that's when I said it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to God and I said, if this is living for you, then I'm out. It's too hard. I. Was hurting and angry, and I wanted to hurt God because He'd allowed me to go through this. And mm-hmm. in my 18 year old mind, that's yeah. how I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this is what it looks like, I'm not going to be sold out anymore. I'm just, you know, I still want to go to heaven because, you know, I watch Thief in the Night. Yes. And I know what happens. I, I don't, don't want to be with
1: that lawnmower going <laughs> yeah. across
0: the lawn. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm not going to be left behind. I want to get, I, I've asked you into my life but yes. i'm just going to be lukewarm this life is too hard i can't do what you've asked me to do and yeah. this is yeah and then i looked at other people some teens my age who were going to parties drinking mm-hmm. and they would talk about how much fun they were having and i thought i'm going to try that out yeah and it, you know i'm just going to try that out i'm going to mm-hmm. put my foot in the world a little bit and just yeah. see what i'm missing because this sure stinks yeah. so Um, I started to step away from, I didn't go to church. Um, Every now and then I might pick up my Bible and read, but it's mainly out of duty. And Mm -hmm. I was really rebellious in my heart and hung out with the wrong people. Um, I drank some and I just thought, I'm going to do whatever I want now. Yeah. So um, I did that for about two years. And let me tell you, that was the most miserable, mm. as hard as my life was, as the most miserable I ever was, wow. I have ever been. Wow. I've ever been. That truth that you cannot live apart from God. Without God, you can't do anything is yeah. so true and proved true in my life. Wow. It was, it was, it was awful. Yeah. Um, I was depressed. Um, I felt like I had. Turned away from my best friend, Jesus had become the one I talked to every night to help me. I'd seen him answer big prayers in my life, but I just didn't want to look at that. I just thought, who cares? I, I just yeah. and now I cared. Mm-hmm. I missed it. Wow. I missed him. Yeah. Um, and I needed something I could count on. Um, and yeah. that was God's word. I could count on it before. I had nothing to fall back on. I really, you know, we didn't have mentors back then, and maybe we did, but I just didn't have yeah. any of that. And so I slowly decided to open my Bible mm-hmm. again. And Hebrews 13, 5, 6 says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So I can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Mm-hmm. And then, in, and then if you read a little further in 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that gave me great confidence because my life had changed so much. You know, I've gone all these different schools. Um, what I thought it was, my life was. It wasn't. What I thought my dad was, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd gone from being able to go to a private Christian school and and have Christian friends. And now I didn't even know who I was, but God, I could count on. His character was the same. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, God, you're my father, and you've just got to pull me through. You've just got to be the one Mm -hmm. that um, pulls me along in life. And I trust you. You'll never leave me, and you won't forsake me. So I long to have um, a healthy family of my own sometime and i just didn't know how to do that yeah uh, i was so far from it. and you know i was a mess i mean after going through that it oh, was yeah. i was still a mess even though i trusted god and he'd pull me through um i needed i needed some self help i think and so i took a year off at college and went to a uh, school in colorado i was able to go there and that's a answer to prayer too for a year and i took some bible courses and read some books and took some family courses and Surrounded myself with believing friends. I also have a really great summer camp. I was able to counsel that and go to summer camp, which I learned a lot about God's word there. I was able to go there for a discount, you know, because my dad passed, you know, taught there. Yeah. Such a blessing. God has just provided places for me to grow where I wasn't amidst such turmoil. Mm -hmm. And so I remembered those times and You know that's a long long story short. It was very helpful, yeah. And I was able to move back to Texas after a year. So um, got involved in church again, became a youth leader. Had some got in a Bible study, Mm -hmm. um, led Bible led girls and youth group in a Bible study, and um, turned out to be a really great growth time for me. Good. So getting back
1: with the Lord, I can't. I had to just stop for a minute and think about the fact that like you, when you started this, you were talking about how like you didn't know life before Christ and had such a young age, uh-huh. like you came to know the Lord and how carefully and intently God hid his word in your heart. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who came to know him at such a young age, to have that feeling as like a teenager or like a young adult mm-hmm. to just really understand like I miss the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I miss like mm-hmm. he was my best friend and I miss mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Is such a I mean it's such a contrast to the way that we think mm-hmm. young people react. Mm-hmm. And what a testament to God's faithfulness mm-hmm. that like you didn't think like I'm going to, I'm going to clean myself up and Mm -hmm. come back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But it was truly his presence and his word Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that beckoned you. That's a weird old word to use, but like, that's what it, that's the picture that I get in my head is that he drew you back Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. Um, for, from, from such a young age that, Mm -hmm. that word was implanted in you. Um, I would a testament to God's faithfulness. I just yeah, He's
0: so faithful. And there's so many other routes I could have ch- chosen. And yeah. by the grace of God, He just held me tight. And mm-hmm. I had to choose to believe it. Um, yeah. And there are many times I didn't. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, He's good. He stuck by me, and He's so faithful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyway, um, I grew up. And so... <laughs> 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 I grew up and, yeah. You know, eventually, um, I, like I said, I really, really wanted my own family. I wanted a healthy family. I wanted to have kids. I wanted a husband. I had no idea what that would look like. And I met David. So, Mm. and um, David was, David is, I tend to contemplate everything and question God and wrestle with them. And David just takes God at his word. Mm. And so he was a huge. And it still is a huge blessing in my life. And so I met him. He's an outdoor guy, and he asked me to go rock climbing, and I just would go anywhere with him. Mm. And I met him in church. It was kind of like a tiny little renovate like we have here, but it was just a young young adult class. And we just hit it off and became friends. We did all kinds of outdoor things together, and then it got—because we had become such close friends— we had to do. Do y'all still use?
1: Do they still use the acronym DTR? Oh, I Def- don't know. Define. You know what that is? I know what that is. Yes. Yes. It's been a long time since I've used that phrase, but yes, it's a yeah. big word. It was a big yeah. acronym. It Define was, the yeah. relationship. Really have to define it. Yeah. Define it well and define it well.
0: <laughs> are we friends? Do we are like we each dating? other? Are, are we braiding? pursuing a
1: relationship? What
0: are we doing here? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just so funny. I don't oh, know okay. if that's used anymore, but we both had brought that up. Okay. Should we define the relationship? Well, I like you and you like me. And (laughs) I think I could, I want to spend more time with you. And yeah, we're dating. Okay. And then we moved on. It was so so awkward and fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, eventually we got engaged and um, we went to see, uh, this is a really funny story to explain where I was. We didn't have marital counseling, but we had to take this three hundred question test to see if we were adapt how adaptable we were to marriage and it would pick, kind of pick out where your weaknesses were, where your strengths were, and then we'd discuss it with the pastor oh, there okay yeah, that's a long test it was so long, and the questions were really weird, like would you rather clean out your closet or wash your car would you rather oh. you know just strange yeah. questions, but they I will tell you, the answers were pretty spot on. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. There's some magic in those okay. tests. They figure you out. Um, anyway, so our pastor was sitting with us, and um, he's scratching his head, and he's looking at David ta- David's test, and he goes, David, man, in all my years of meeting with engaged couples, I've never had anyone get a perfect 10, and you've got a perfect 10. <gasps> what? I know. And I was like, What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and of course, he looks at me and shakes his head and winks his eye, like, Yeah, i got
1: this. <laughs> Don't got this. worry. I've got this marriage I in the I know how to adapt to marriage.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, and then he looks at me and he goes, And Wendy, you got a four. Oh, I,
1: no. I, I, I,
0: I and I just rolled my eyes, and oh, of course, goodness. I made all the excuses for David. Well, He—he's taken psychology classes. He just knows how to <laughs> test well, and so, um, oh, my goodness. oh well, it's better than a three. That's true. Yeah, now we're still married to this day, so. and we're still married. There you but go. I will say, he adapted to marriage a lot better than <laughs> I did. Um, so I was just learning a lot. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. yeah. So it was it was pretty funny. Mm. So. Um, about two years into our marriage, um, my dad ended up passing away. David had gotten to know him a little bit and he just mm-hmm. went downhill. But I think God, re- that's a whole other podcast I could talk about and how God saved our family through that. But God called him home and it was the best place. I knew that I know he is in heaven. Mm-hmm. I know because we knew he was a believer. Yeah. But his life had gone into a self destructive yeah. pattern and I didn't have to worry about. Whether my kids would go see him, or whether yeah. um, what that would look like, mm-hmm. I knew that he was home with Jesus, and yeah. so um, that was truly an answer yeah. to prayer. And so <clears throat> David was there with me to help mm. me through all that, and so that was um, really a blessing in
1: my life. Um, that's a, I mean, that's a huge, like you said, an answer to prayer. But there's so much freedom in that when when you know if he's with the Lord. You know he's there and you know you don't have to wonder about what the yeah. years will bring moving forward.
0: Right. And for him too, whatever yeah. he was battling inside, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But I know he was a believer. Yeah. Yeah. And he had wrote, written me some sweet letters before I got married. Um, poetry, he liked to write poetry about his battle with Satan and just this inner struggle and so, um, and wanting to be a better dad. He just didn't know how to do it. and. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, but God does. So, yeah. But I am just so thankful for the family he gave me. And um, we had, um, he joined the Navy. We moved up north. I've talked about Rotten rotten Grotten a lot. Mm -hmm. And we were there. We grew a lot together. I grew (laughs) up with him. Um, And we had, let's see, two babies. Hunter is 25 now. He's married and lives in Oregon. Mm Mm-hmm. And to a neat girl named Kate, and they are, they love the Lord, yeah. involved in their church. And then Mackenzie, my daughter, lives in California and is working up there, and she is also walking closely with the Lord. And I am just so grateful for that. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And then we had our third child, Evie, the one that crawls in my bed on Saturdays and tells you that your breath smells, and tells <laughs> me that my breath smells. Yep. And uh, most. People may see her walk in the church and she has down syndrome and mm-hmm. she's 20 and she is um just one of the greatest gifts God's given us. Mm-hmm. She is wonderful on so many levels. Yeah. Um she's changed my entire family for the better. Mm-hmm. Um that she's a huge part of our testimony and yeah. I remember and t- speaking to David's trust in the Lord. I remember when I had her. They didn't tell me I, in the womb. I never knew she had down syndrome yeah. till 2 weeks after she was born. But before that, I couldn't figure it out. I thought maybe they switched her at birth. I kept asking people, "Do you think like the couple next door um, is from you know another country and she her eyes look different and they switched our baby at birth?" And Dave goes, "No, Wendy, <laughs> <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was there. This is the child God gave us." And so um, then I went to her checkup and she told me she had Down syndrome, and I was by myself, and I was just balling. Yeah. Um I guess the news of just I have no idea how to raise a child with special needs. Yeah. And um I just cried for days. I haven't cried so much in my life for days and weeks on end and David would always say, "Wendy, this is what God gave us. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do it. He knows that it, we can do this, and he's going to give us the tools to raise her because this is a gift from God. And so we really relied on Psalm 139 that says, he He knit me together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And she was perfectly made. Yeah. She was perfectly made to be the Absolutely. way she's supposed to be. And I tell you what, God planted his character in that girl because she <laughs> is, every day is a new day. She forgives. She doesn't hold resentment. She's not like the normal world. She'll cheer on her sisters and brothers. I remember cheering her cheering them on in sports or anything they could do that Evie wasn't allowed to do because of her special needs or because she just couldn't keep up. You know, she's your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Um, so she has truly – I mean, there's medical things that come with her, but things that come with all kids. And yeah. she has just been um, – yeah, if anybody doesn't know her, you should. She's yeah. she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, we just can't question God's creation. Yeah. He created her, and um, we get to have her. She's been a blessing. <clears throat> um, I still battle fear and a lot of uh, fear of the future yeah. from some of the things I deal with. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm still a mess. I'm not as much as of a mess, <laughs> um, yeah, who am I kidding? I'm still a mess. But no. <laughs> you know, we're all flawed people. The church is full of flawed people. If we yes. weren't, we wouldn't need Jesus right. Christ. And we're just Absolutely. here just getting through life together mm-hmm. with the Lord and reminding each other that God's word is true and He's gonna pull us through. Yeah. So um here we are. I've got two grown kids and mm-hmm. David and Nevi. I don't know what yeah. the future's gonna look like for us. Yeah, but I know that I can depend on his word and um he won't leave me. Mm -hmm. He won't forsake me. Yep, I can say with confidence, Mm -hmm. the Lord is my helper and I won't be afraid. I have to lean on that. His truth.
1: When we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking in my heart, and I think I said it out loud, and maybe I didn't, but I was thinking about how like, when I see you and I talk with you or hear when you're teaching, I think about how confident you are. Mm -hmm. And so hearing the fact that you struggled with confidence early on Mm -hmm. or that fear was something that you still struggle with is, I mean, mind-blowing to me because when I look at you, I see the work of the Holy Spirit in you bringing you confidence. And Mm -hmm. that is a result of the faith that you have walked with Him in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I praise God for that because Mm -hmm. what an encouragement to me and to those around you that... Mm -hmm we know that God is mighty and His work is powerful, and we don't mm-hmm. have to doubt the work that He's doing in our lives because it's evident. Yeah. Over the yeah. years, it is evident. That's the
0: biggest feedback I get is that, you know, I couldn't do that, that you're doing a, those announcements. And I'm telling you what, when especially when I first started doing that, I was just shaking. And I am not by nature a confident person. You can ask people around me, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. That is exactly it. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, when I say we're I'm flawed and as we're all flawed, um by the grace of God, he still allows me to do his work and invites me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm encouraged by his word. Um oh I one another thing here, coming to Christ Chapel, uh I had come to women in the Word. Gosh, um, gosh, so we've been here about twenty two years and I'd always studied Devotionals or read books, mm-hmm. and while they were helpful, yeah. I had never really dove into God's Word at the level Women in the Word mm-hmm. dives into verse by verse. It was a whole new journey for me yeah. to look at the Scriptures that way in such an in-depth level, and it was just every week was wow, wow! I didn't know this, <laughs> <What>? wow! <laughs> and so, um, and it's still that way. Um, we just got through studying Second Samuel and women in the word mm-hmm. in the life of David. And so as we're talking about the Holy Spirit that you just mentioned and the confidence, I mean, I look at David's life and it's a mess. I mean, he yeah. made some pretty big mistakes and yeah. his family was a mess mm-hmm. and yet God still used him. Yep. And so those uh, God's getting in his word, that's um, how he tells us about himself. Mm-hmm. And so that has given me confidence confidence. Yeah. His word gives me confidence. Um, his examples and illustrations he's provided and then his word gives mm-hmm. me confidence. And like you said, the Holy Spirit gives me confidence. It's yeah. not me at all. Gosh,
1: at all. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, at all. No. Yeah. The other funny thing that I, not funny. The other thing you said the other day, um, you were like, there's not really a bow at the end of this story. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> Which is, and I, my response to you, I think was good. There shouldn't be a bow. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're not done yet. Like, yeah, there's always God. Bow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, none of us have a bow. I mean, yeah, I, I certainly don't have a bow yet. I, <laughs> we don't have a bow till we get to heaven, I guess. That's but right. My bow yeah. turns into a crown, I guess, at that point. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's just daily, yeah. daily
1: trust in God. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing, Wendy. Yeah. I love, I mean, I just love the variety of the way that the Lord gives us different stories and, um, I think the way you said it was best that like, when you were talking about Evie, like the the Lord has given you this, like Mm -hmm. he's given you this specifically about her, but also like he's given you your story. Mm -hmm. He's given you your life and Mm -hmm. what we do with it matters. And the way that we point back to him matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm encouraged and I hope listeners that you're also encouraged um, in the story that that God is giving you and continues to give you each day.
0: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. easy to be ashamed and think, I can't share this because no one will, um, someone will think less of me or I don't have it, or maybe I just don't have this big testimony or whatever. It is a story that God's given, allowed Mm -hmm. you to live. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be ashamed of something God's done in my life. Right. And um, He is in the work of sanctification and bringing us along in His work no matter what we've been through. Um, And that's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I'm just so grateful for him for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm grateful for you. Oh, thanks. I'm grateful for you too, Camille.
1: Yeah. Let me pray. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for your good work. Um, I thank you for Wendy. I thank you for the way that you have um, created her to um, exude joy and peace um, and the way that you have cultivated that in her life. And I ask humbly, Lord, that um, we would proclaim your goodness and your grace to those around us, um, and that we would constantly be um, pointing back um, to the gospel that um, that saves us and continues to um, make us more um, like your son, Jesus Christ. Um, help us to fall more in love with him every day, um, and um, that we would delight in you and um, the story that you're writing for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged in Equipped.